Welcome to the Lavesh Kali Show. My name is Lavesh and I am your host. I have to say a very big thank you to all of you for listening to the show and subscribing. The YouTube channel's videos have hit its first 1000 views. And I know to all of you that may not be much, but to me it means the world. So thank you. Now, I decided to go and have a look at the race schedule today and was so confused. I know the first races practice is for the 29th of Feb, but for some reason the F1 website showed the 3rd of March. Now I'm sitting there all lost about what's going on because I don't understand why the race was moved to a weekday. So I decided to scroll up and what do you know? My damn phone decided to take me to 2023's schedule. So eventually I got to the 2024 calendar again and start thinking to myself, this makes so much more sense. That being said, if you like watching the testing, you can expect that on the weekend of the 21st to the 23rd of February. However, if you're just waiting for the first race of the season, which is the Bahrain Grand Prix, that's set for the 29th of Feb to 2nd of March. Yep, that's right, we're in a leap year. I hope you leaplings are happy that you can properly celebrate your birthday this year. Damn, most of you leaplings listening to the show probably aren't even 15 yet. Oh well, enough of this crap. We aren't here to discuss leap years or the weird little children born on the 29th. Let's rather discuss some Formula 1, seeing as though that's what you're probably here for. We've seen some unbelievable launches of some of the team's cars this past week. So far, we've already seen the launch of 5 of the team's cars, so 50% of them. Don't worry though, you haven't missed Ferrari, Mercedes or Red Bull's launches as yet. From my point of view though, Steak has potentially been my favourite livery so far, with a beautiful black and green design that makes the car look like it might just time jump to the end of the race. Knowing the FIA though, They'd probably drop such a hefty penalty that Stake might end up only recovering after Audi takes over. Now, I don't know about you, but the RB looks a bit too bright for me. Having chosen a bold blue colour scheme similar to that of the old Toro Rosso cars. The car's name also sounds like a new diet that you could probably go on. Like it's not enough to give your team a long ass name like Visa Cash App RB and slap a colour on it that'll probably blind your opponents. You go and name your car VCARB01. Does it allow you to eat a lot of carbs, but still lose belly fat? If that's the case, I doubt it's healthy for you, but I'm still willing to try it out, for your sake. If you've seen the livery on the Williams, you'd ask the same question as Haas. Why the hell is our new team principal's name on the side of your car? Well, I guess that's what you call true sportsmanship. I kid, I kid. I did, however, find it quite funny that Williams' title sponsor had to be Komatsu, while Haas's new principal, Eo Komatsu, shares a surname with the global brand. Speaking of Haas, I love the design of the vehicle this season, but can't say too much about how I feel about the actual car, I'm more on the neutral side with this one. In terms of technical changes, I'm not going to get into detail about that in this episode. If you remember, last week I mentioned that Suzuka got a renewed contract, but this week we saw the renewal of Silverstone for another 10 years. This takes the circuit into its ninth decade of hosting the British Grand Prix. 
The very first time the circuit hosted an F1 Grand Prix was back in 1950 and was also the first ever Formula 1 World Championship race to ever be held. This iconic circuit has seen some memorable moments over the years, including Carlos Sainz's first win in his F1 career back in 2022. This was the same year that Joe Guan Yu had a shocking crash that saw his car slide on its roof for a bit before flipping into the barrier wall and coming to a halt. For the fourth season, we have the F1 sprint races coming back. Sprint qualifying will now be held on Fridays, after a free practice session earlier in the day. The 100km sprint will take place on Saturday and will be before the qualifying for Sunday's main race. So, let's get a bit into what the sprint race is all about. First of all, the sprint does not replace the main Grand Prix race. It does, however, replace practice 2 and 3. This means that it becomes even more difficult for teams to get their cars prepared for the circuit, as they only have one real chance to get everything correct and race ready. So, in a nutshell, we have this. Practice 1, sprint qualifying, sprint, main qualifying, and then the main race. Keep in mind that the sprint is only 100 kilometers long, so in essence, it's basically a shorter, quicker Grand Prix. If you're like me, you may have wondered why the heck would this even be introduced in the first place. Well, firstly, the entire concept was developed in order to make the race more enjoyable for the crowds. How does one make a Grand Prix weekend more exciting? Throw in a new race format that dishes out more points and less preparation time. Obviously, if more points are involved, teams will try their hardest to win these races as well. And with less prep time, the chances of the bigger teams, like Mercedes, Ferrari and Red Bull, getting their cars perfect for the main race, get significantly reduced. Bear in mind though, not all circuits are fit to hold sprint races, so there will always be some circuits that will be excluded from these formats. As of the 2024 season, we will have six sprint races. Now, let's move over to our football talks now. First off, I have to say a huge congratulations to Bafana Bafana on their third place finish in the FA. This came after another penalty shootout that saw Ronan Williams save another two penalties. Premier League, we currently still have Liverpool at the top of the table, but with Manchester City having a game in hand, and only two points behind Liverpool, it's hard to say what's going to happen. Liverpool had a pretty decent 3-1 win against Burnley this past weekend, which saw Darwin Nunes, Luis Diaz and Diogo Jota score for their team. Man City on the other hand beat Everton 2-0, seeing Erling Haaland netting the two goals for his team. Arsenal pulled out a magnificent 6-0 victory over West Ham that keeps them on level points with Manchester City who, as previously mentioned, has a game in hand. Sir Alex Ferguson hit hard at Tottenham Hotspur recently, after telling a reporter that he believes Spurs will never win the Premier League. In La Liga, Jude Bellingham put two goals past second place Girona in their 4-0 win. In the FA Cup fourth round this past week, Chelsea beat Aston Villa 3-1, while Southampton beat Watford 3-0. The Nottingham Forest-Bristol City game ended up in a penalty shootout, which saw Nottingham Forest emerge the victors. 
And that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening to the Lavesh Pale Show. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. See you in the next episode.